My name is Logan Draper, and this is Modern Mad Men, episode number 112. And today, I had Tiffany Humpert Brillhart. She's an entrepreneur. Uh, she's a cancer destroyer. I mean, she's got such an amazing and powerful story. And uh, she was just really honest today. Just told her story, talked about what her life mission is and why she started the business that she has. So I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, we'd love it if you would take a few seconds to hit subscribe, give us some feedback, and let's go. Just some old heads from out of space Like we come from a whole other time and place Mad men Mad, mad men How are you doing today? I'm great. How about you? Are you staying away from the... Uh, coronavirus? I am. <laughs> I am washing my hands. Are you worried about it? I'm clean. No, I don't have a lot of fear. Uh, uh, we're going to talk about that. Pretty and, fearless. And I know you don't because when I texted you today and said, hey, had a sinus infection. Do you still want to come? You just kind of almost turned it on me. Like, are you scared to do the podcast? <laughs> yeah. I was like, How I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> Good. Will you, uh, will you do me a favor and introduce yourself to the sure. people? I am Tiffany Humpert Brillhart and um, I'm a mom. I'm a new business owner uh, at own weightless bungee fitness what what is weightless oh man i get so excited when i talk about it um it's an out of the box um studio fitness studio we offer low to no impact fitness so bungee fitness aerial fitness trampoline fitness dance fitness is coming soon with our friend nicole rhodes She's going to be teaching that. That's exciting. I know. Really excited. She's in there practicing today. Um, we just offer uh, fun and low impact. Okay. Um, there's a story behind that, but um, we d we want it to be easy on the joints and and stuff. So, is it is it like a real hard workout? It depends. So I used to always get in trouble because I'd always think. Uh, first, I thought spin was a very easy workout when people would talk about it. I'd make fun of people. I was like, it's an indoor bike. And then I did a spin class and it killed me. And then I made fun of people who did yoga. I was like, that's, it's literally stretching. We do that before a game, but you don't do that as an exercise. And then I did yoga and I realized, uh oh. Yoga is not hard. my jam. Like I hate we're, yoga. We're doing bungee yoga now. Like now that we've moved to our new location, we're doing bungee yoga, but like I did it half of the class. I just can't, I have a hard time sitting still. That mm. is a very, uh, so me. That's why I, I do, I have my hand in everything and I'm busy, busy, busy. Um, but yeah, I uh, I have a hard time sitting still. And yeah. my friends get on to me for it all the time. They're like, you're the most impatient person. And I'm like, well, it serves me in some circumstances. Yeah, it's a blessing. It's probably <laughs> yeah, got a curse to it a little yeah. bit, but. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's, I do hear a lot from people. Like they'll say, um, wow, that was a harder workout than I was expecting. Yeah. They expect it to be, oh, we're just little birds flying yeah. all around. And I've heard um a lot of comments about, ooh, wow, that was that was tough. And of course we have levels. Like I teach all the intro classes. It's very important for me to welcome our people in and give them their inspiration cool. thing to open and um get their waiver signed <laughs> and all that fun stuff before we fit them in their harness and bungee and also um i weigh we have to do a weight um check um to to just as a baseline for how many bungees you might need and a lot of people are super uncomfortable with that um, and so I, That's fair. I've been there, I've had that scale fear before. And so, um, I am careful to be the only one to do it right now. That's really cool. That's something I think should be protected. Yeah. That's um, intimidating. It is intimidating. It is very intimidating. And, and I, I had one of my friends said, you know, you're just very trauma aware. Like you're aware of trauma that people have been through and like, it's a good word. I know. I was like, Ooh, that makes me feel really sad. Do you gonna put that? Are you gonna put that on your business card? I well, no. Like you have like a lot. So you have a thousand things, and one of them is like, "Hey, very trauma aware." I'm very P.S. I'm trauma aware. So if you have scale trauma, yeah, I got you. Don't worry about. I mean, it. I had, I had it. I used to have it, but I feel like growing up and like working out, like low impact was never a thing people talked about mm -hmm. ten or fifteen years ago. Is it? Is it something that, that people just learned and just said like, "Hey, this isn't great on the joints." There's got to be other options, or was I just completely oblivious to it forever? So used to the only real options were everybody was like, "Oh, we'll do pool workouts." Okay. 
well, not a lot of women are going to want to jump up in a swimsuit and get in a swimming pool. A lot of times you're not going to have time to blow dry your hair and put your makeup back on and stuff, you know, in a pool workout. I never think about these things. Yeah, of course you don't. As long as the mullet looks good, I'm fine. Listen, would you have time to dry your mullet during your lunch hour? No, but when you come come back to work and it's wet, it's even better. It's majestic. (laughs) Majestic mullet. Yeah. Well, then, you know, swimming (laughs) might be for you. It might be for me. Yeah. Um, You can have an access to a pool. Right. Not everyone just easily can just... Right. Have access to one. And I love teaching aqua Tabata. Like Tabata is my most favorite thing to teach because it's high intensity. It's intervals. It's quick. And I'm like, you can do anything for 20 seconds, like for real. But um, aqua aerobics and, and spin were really the only low to no impact things around. And then trampoline came out and I taught trampoline classes over at urban air for like two years probably Mm -hmm. um so trampoline fitness is it it is a thing but this is even less impact on the joints than that i can feel the difference between the trampoline and rebounding workouts which we offer those and um bungee okay so are you suspended Mm -hmm. from um trusses Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So you have to build all that out? Well, or is it you just go into existing trusses? Like okay, okay, okay. The, the building that I was in before um, had just metal beams and you just drill eye bolts in. But okay. you have to have like a engineer, like a structural engineer, deem it safe in, in a new building. And yeah. you go through all that. And it's, it's very new. Uh, this kind of fitness is very new in the U.S. It was in Taiwan. And there was a gal in Arizona that brought it over. And there's not a lot of places you can get certified in it. Like I've been a certified group fitness instructor for four years um, because I wanted to help people in um, after extreme weight loss, the show. And so I got certified as group fitness and I was mainly just doing like boot camps and uh, Tabata and um, stuff like that cardio based fun stuff. Um, and in the back of my head, I always had this dream of, Mm. of this type of studio. So, and you did it, did it. It's happening. Yeah. It was a lot of wake ups in the middle of the night. Um, it's so funny because you know, my faith plays a big part of this in my, um, my whole life. I've always sought out weightlessness floating in a pool, uh, sitting in a hammock, um, bath, bubble baths, like floating. I've always wanted to just be weightless. And whenever I went on the TV show, I just wanted to lose a whole bunch of weight. I I wanted to be feel weightless. I never had, um, when I was big, like, no, I was scared to have people pick me up. You know, you just little things like that. I just wanted to be weightless. And so, um, you know, we do this prayer and fasting every year and it's the worst. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, look, listen, this time I fasted from overtime and I uh, lost my job right after. So I God see. was like, yo, hey, do wait. Yeah, that's time to change. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> the year before that, uh, we were doing praying and fasting and I kept waking up in the middle of the night, like, 3 a.m., 3.30 a.m., 5 a.m. It was driving Tom nuts because he was <laughs> like, what is your deal? And um, I just said, I just keep hearing this word. And and he's like, what? And I'm like, weightless. And he's like, what? And I'm like, you know, like weightless, like taking the weight off the mind, taking the weight off your body, taking the weight off your joints. And I was like, I think it's time for me to do this out of the box fitness that I've been talking about. And Mm. I've got to find where to get trained. So I'd lay in bed. That's how I know about the girl in Arizona, like everywhere you can get bungee certified. And that happened in January because we were doing, this is January of last year, not this past one. And then by April I had my LLC and by July I had my fitness certification, my bungee certification. You're a hustler. Hustling. That's yeah. crazy. Wow. Well, so when were you, uh, 
since you brought this up, what year were you on the show? Uh, 2015. Was that a good experience? Yeah. So a lot of people freak. Like, they're like, like past uh, contestants and stuff. They were like, oh, you know, it gave me an eating disorder or it wasn't, you know, real life or they portrayed me a certain way. And I'm like, yo, you signed a contract that said that they could portray you however. And mm. I was... I feel like I was portrayed honestly, I've and fairly, and so is my son Mason. Like I feel like we got a good deal and a good experience. And they actually asked me, "What do you want to do when you lose the weight for your six month milestone?" And I said, "Um, I want to do aerial arts. I want to fly with Cirque du Soleil." And so I did. Are you serious? Yeah, I, I did never a knew that. Thirty foot drop. Are you serious? Yeah, I'll send you a link to the video. What? It's crazy. Yeah, it's still out there. I'm like on ABC. What a crazy experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, th they flew Mason and I out to Orlando uh, to perform uh, in front of the Lanuba cast. And like Lanuba's been canceled. Um, but I went and performed with the Lanuba cast. They said you have one hour to learn the routine, an hour to practice it, and you get up on the silks and perform it in front of the whole Lanuba cast. And so I did. What? Yeah. You can see Mason's face in the thing. He's like, <gasps> because I, they literally pulled me up 30 feet and I did a drop and I trained for that in Louisville because we didn't have an aerial place here. Mm. And so I would drive to Louisville, take my Dramamine, do my hour of practice every weekend and then drive back an hour and a half. Oh and so gosh. back then in 2014, 2015, I was thinking of this, like yeah. this was a dream that was in my head, but I didn't, um, I didn't get the real push until God was waking me up in the middle of the night saying, weightless, weightless, weightless. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, it's a long journey. So even, I mean, you've yeah. been thinking about this, this isn't just like a one year, no, process. you this, were just six, seven, eight, nine years mm -hmm. longer. Yeah. It was at least six or seven years. And, um, then after the show, I, I, How long are you on the show? It follows you for a whole year. Okay. So they follow you for a year. But you're here. Or do you leave? You leave. You do boot camp for three months. Okay. So for three months, I lived in Colorado. Okay. And then um, and then you come home and you have this big reveal party, like how much you lost in three months and while you're away. And then you... Um, and then you're home and they do some filming here. And then at six months, you go wherever for your milestone. So we went to Orlando. Okay. And then at the nine month, you have to go back and weigh in, you know, in Colorado. And then you, and then the finale was filmed in LA. And so for a whole year, like Mason and I were traveling and, um, but you, the most of the work is done at home. Okay. And so that debuted in on TV in July of 2015. Okay. And then January of 17, I found out that I had cancer. <sighs> oh man, that was rough. Um, but I feel like the show prepared me for that. It really okay. did. I thought up, up until. So the show's a hard year. It was a hard year. And it's that's like, exhausting physically, mentally, emotionally. Yeah, I was working out probably four hours a day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So two days is what I'd work out in a normal year. Probably. <laughs> so, well, you need to come to waitlist. Super fun. I will. Um, yeah, I was working out about two to four hours a day. I'd have one rest day. I was doing a lot of meal prep, you know, and I still do that. We eat the same as we did on the show. Um, I mean a little less restrictive. I mean, but for the most part, yeah. I still meal prep and waitlist is actually having a workshop on meal prep. Oh, great. Yeah, on the 21st. Pretty excited about that. Um, but the show up until 2017 was the hardest year of my life. I had to be away from my kid for three months. Yeah. I had to, I was ho super homesick. Um, Were you by yourself out there? No, you have other contestants. Yeah. So I lived in a, in a, but, you're, but like in terms of who you knew, you went out there by yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I didn't know anybody. I mean, I got, but I make friends real quick. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, hey, well. bud. And then, you know, we had like four women in our two bedroom, one bath apartment, all on the show, all hangry, super fun. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So. I <laughs> uh, bet. Yeah. That sounds terrible. It, it, it so that's, was that's 2015. 
right? Yeah, that was 2014, 2015, okay. yeah. So long year, exhausted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have 2016 and then January of 2017. Yeah, well, December of 2016, I had been traveling with the job that I had at the time. I was an operations manager for a interior a coaching consulting firm virtually. Like I okay. just uh I was a client concierge for them and then I was, you know, I got promoted to operations right before the job ended this year. Um but I was traveling a lot, like coast to coast. And so mm. December of 16, I was just feeling super run down. I came home and I felt like I had the flu. I was like, man, I, I cannot shake this. And then I felt a lump. And then I saw a lump. It was the size of a golf ball. And of course, I'd only been dating Tom for five months. And I was like, dramatic. <laughs> Like, let's be honest. I threw myself on the bed and I was like, this is probably cancer. He's like, you're, you're only 38. It's probably a cyst. Like, you're cool. Like, let, let's go to the doctor. Yeah. Went to the doctor and show enough, it, it was breast cancer. Man. And um, then, then we started the chemo. That's when the real. That's a battle. Hard stuff started. Yeah. Six months of it. Six months? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. That's a long time. Six months. The first one was... It takes a lot of toll on the body. It does. Um, So the cool thing was I had a nurse, um, a really awesome chemo nurse, and she told me, um, you know, I know I don't want you to freak out because I have a history of like eating disorders and fear of gaining weight and Mm. stuff. And my worst fear came true because I gained... 60 pounds back during treatment and they threw me into menopause and all that stuff. And I mean, I work out eight hours a week, hard cardio and I eat super healthy, but I couldn't get that chemo and treatment weight off yet. My body's just like, Nope. <laughs> yeah. But I just keep trucking and do what I'm supposed to do yeah. and, and I'm healthy and I'm alive. So, so you best. beat it. I beat it. Beat the snot out of it. What'd that. you find out? Um, when did I find out that it... Like you were in remission? Um, whenever I had my my double mastectomy. Okay. Like they went in, they did chemo first. So that took the six months. Um, and then four, they wait four weeks after chemo just to make sure that you're healthy and strong enough to do the surgery. Okay. Uh, I had a double mastectomy and um, woke up and out of surgery and Tom and my awesome friend Stormy and my awesome friend Amy, they were both there and... They were like, um, yeah, the the doctor said that you're good, like not in your lymph nodes, like you're good. They got all the tumor and with the breast tissue and you're good. And I was like, sweet. <laughs> yes. Finally. I saw the video the other day. I don't know if maybe you reshared it or if it was, I don't know, but it was a video of um, Tom asking you at, um, oh, you at yeah. um, Iron Society and, uh, I like locked up. I don't think I'd ever seen it. You haven't? I don't think I'd seen it until, I don't know, six months ago or whenever I last saw it. So you were saying like, you kept saying like, uh, no, I'm not getting my hair cut off today. Yes. So, and that's what got me. As soon as you said that river just locked up. It was so crazy because, and that was, that was the weirdest thing about getting cancer about them saying, or the waiting, like in the waiting, Uh, for the results. Like, I was like, I just met my person. Like he's an, I'm 38. Like my son is a senior in high school. What, how am I going to get cancer right now? How? So, so unfair. It was. And so the minute that I found out that it was cancer, I looked at Tom and I was like, go. Hmm. And he's like, what? And I was like, go. I, this is too much. I have a grown son. I have cancer. Like, just go. Like, we've only been dating for five months. Like, it's okay. You know, like, yeah. I released him. And and not only did I release him, I kind of shoved him. <laughs> and um, He wasn't having it? No. My good friend Sam, he went up to him. I think he was pretty emotional about it. And he's like, she's going to try to push you away. She's going to, she's really going to try. And he's like, oh, yeah, she already did. I'm not going anywhere. And so once he had committed to like, okay, I'm going to hold your hand through chemo. 
I was like, all right, this is cool. Ne- we, neither one of us thought we were ever going to get married again. We And we had said we're never going to get married again. Never say never. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was going actually to Iron Society to have my hair cut because my hair had started to fall out in clumps. Mm. And I had gone through two chemos. So it was I had been in chemo for a month. And I'd gone through two rounds of the Red Devil chemo. Oh, it's the worst. Every time I say it, it makes my stomach hurt. But um, so it had started to fall out, like, I think 15 days in. So I was going to Iron Society to get it cut short enough so it wouldn't be as dramatic falling out. And I walk in and I see, like, friends and family. And I thought that they they were going to, like, hold me down and shave my hair you know and i'm like we're not shaving it today yeah. like that's another day like what is happening and then i see mason walk out and he was supposed to have school that day yeah you asked him i was like who got you out of school and then tom walked out and got down on one knee and proposed and i was like what and he said no you didn't want this to happen when you were bald and i was like oh my gosh <laughs> don't cry oh don't my cry. gosh it's amazing i mean and if you know tom he's a great guy he's amazing yeah so it was probably one y'all of the- Y'all seem like y'all are supposed to be together. For real. Like just personality wise. Y'all y'all just- Yeah. Both very fun people. You know what's crazy is that we we had a lot of mutual friends and nobody said, oh, this girl's single or this guy's single and didn't even think it. Mm. Didn't even think it until we started dating and they were like, wait, like y'all are so- yeah supposed to be we together. should have thought of this yeah and and it's just god's timing yeah worked out the way it's supposed to i was actually at tom's high school graduation are you serious yeah i was 15 and my first husband mason's dad and tom were in the same graduating class at our park <laughs> isn't that nuts just prepping yeah god was like was, tom says i was uh i just wasn't god was playing a really fun game of hot and cold <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's going to be a wait. It's just going to be a little bit of a wait. Yeah. And it was, it was totally worth the wait. Good. You totally. deserve that. Thanks. You're a fighter. Heck yeah. A winner, actually. Thanks. Yeah. I've, I definitely feel like I'm winning. Good. You should. <laughs> Being an entrepreneur is hard. Oh, yeah. No, you're not kidding. It's the hardest thing ever. And you're doing Whoa. it. Whoa. Yeah. It's it's tough. Do you, ever, do you ever regret it? Like during the process, you're like, maybe we shouldn't do this right now. Well, <laughs> I have said that. I say that a lot. Um, because I'm like, did I hear you right? God, <laughs> did I hear you right? Is this my calling? Yeah. Am I supposed to do this? Is this for me? Like, are you sure? Wait, wait, are you sure? I ask that all the time. Yeah. And then, um, like <laughs> Chase thought by the office and, or the studio. And I was like, sm- super smiley and happy. And he's like, well, it, it's looking good. And I go, yeah, or just really love the dumpster walk. I love walking to the dumpster. Like it's just <laughs> joy. Good. It is so much joy in Good. it that the 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 worst day at weightless beats the best day at other jobs. Yeah. So um just full of joy. And my clients are amazing. Good. And um inspiring. They inspire me. And so I'm just That's cool. really I think, grateful. I think it's normal to have those doubts too, like that, that feeling. Yeah. I think in some ways of like, it's like reassuring to me because if it just like, all, really? cl- yeah, when it all clicks, you kind of get that weird feeling. I don't know. There's something about like looking back and being like, man, three weeks ago, I didn't know if this could happen and it's happening. Yes. That reminds you that it's not like, oh, well you get entitled that it's supposed to happen. Whereas this like forces like gratitude. You're like grateful that. for that. You're like, I oh, love that perspective. This is hard. I mean, I mean, even in our industry, there's, there's days I wake up I'm like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. It's exhausting. It's hard being a part of some of the stuff. And then you see the win as a team and you're like, oh, this is everything. Yeah. I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I understood the depth so that I could celebrate and, on the mountain. And last night having our team there, like all in the same room, like having um, our flight crew is what we call them. Our instructors there that are there because they too are like strong and powerful people mm. And they're entrepreneurs and they are, they've been through stuff like you just know. Yeah. And eat, we just have this, um, I mean, it's our culture. Like, you know, we, there's, there's a story. 
And I'm all about this story and the Mm. mission. And I think that's what makes it work for us. And I think that's what makes it so such a comfortable place to come to work out is because you know that whatever you've been through, one of the instructors has been through what you're going through. Yeah. I think that's the hardest thing too. When you think about, feels like there's a thousand ways you can work out. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a thousand things you can do, eating, all of that. I think that's the hardest part about going to something new is that feeling. It's it's intimidating. There's been a lot of times I've been invited to stuff. I'm like, man, I'm nervous to go just because mm-hmm. what do I need to bring? And it just seems like you've thought through that like first step in the door. I mean, like it's okay. Yeah. When they get their first email, like it tells a little bit of my story and why I started Weightless. So your first email that they received. The very first one. Your, some of your stories in it. Mm-hmm. Genius. Yep. Because I want them to feel comfortable. And then I even say, trigger alert. You might have to get on a, we have to get a measure of gravitational pull, <laughs> AKA weight. <laughs> That's great. And I tell all my instructors, I'm like, we don't, we don't focus on that. Like if they don't want to look at the number, they don't need to look at the number, but I, I just have to keep everybody safe. Yeah. Um, and you know, insurance and stuff. Like I just want to, I want to keep everybody safe. Yeah. And, um, there are things that, I mean, the bungee actually does have a weight limit, the bungee fitness, but there's no limit that we have classes with no weight limits too. Okay. I want, I want a space for everyone. Yeah. That's a hard part too. I mean, it's weird. Like the, I mean, I don't, I never feel like in good enough shape to be, you know, in a class or whatever. And so I think it's cool. Like when getting to hear your story and be like, I can just walk in the door Well, and, and people, people understand that I'm uncomfortable mm-hmm. and are creating a space for me. Yeah. I, I believe in, um, making a space at the table for everyone. Mm. Like that's, that's probably one of my <sighs> gifts I would say is that, um, I'll make a space for you. Like it's very important to me. Um, it goes along with my mission of, uh, encouraging, inspiring people facing adversity by mm. sharing my story and leading by example. Let's go. Um, and I think the example part is, yeah, I gained 60 pounds. Yeah. I'm out here in a bungee with the most bungees. I'm an, I'm always going to weigh more than you guys. I'm always going to have more bungees hanging than you, but I'm doing it and I'm, not letting it hold me down. Um, and I'm going to fly as high as I can. And we're just going to do this together. Like, I, I think that that is inspiring. And that does take some of the edge off. Yeah. Of the perfection mentality that a lot of people come with. Yeah. That's super inspiring. Thanks. I love, I think that's one of the coolest things about you is how, um, I don't know what are good words for you. I wouldn't say feisty. <laughs> Sassy, feisty, whatever. I've heard it yeah, all. You're a go-getter. Mm-hmm. But like you own your stuff very well. I think oh. that's super cool. Like I, like you always like, when you tell your story, like there's just certain things, the way you say things and the way you, um, you're very self-aware yeah. of who you are. I think that's pretty Well, special. and it took a lot of years and a lot of pain and a lot of trial to get that way. But if you don't own your stuff, and I'm, you know, being PC with words here, but if you don't own your stuff, it's going to own you Yeah. in the end. You just be honest and yeah. be upfront. And I mean, I, t- I'm very honest about my struggles and, you know, I, I, I've been at the doctor, you know, saying, okay, like I'm in menopause and I'm eating so healthy and I'm working out. Like, why can't I lose this weight? I swear to you, I'm not pounding Cheetos every night. Like what is wrong with my body? And they're like, you know, you're just, you're going too hard, like chill out and rest. <laughs> Like, what's that? Yeah. How do I do that? Yeah, I'm, I am horrible at resting. So I when you're just it. at home, like when you get home at night, what do you do? Work on the computer or, I, okay. You ever watch Netflix? Yeah, we're watching that Working Mom show. Have you ever seen it? No. It's hilarious. Tom and I started watching it and he's like, do you like, I'm like, I love this show. So we, we watch that. We have our standards. So we watch um, The Masked Singer. Okay. Because I have a really good ear for voices. I love music. Okay. And so I can hear, I can guess, I almost always guess who they are. Um, so I love that show. And we watch This Is Us because, you know, you need a little tear every now and then. Yeah. 
The only show, I'm embarrassed to admit this, but the only show that Katie and I watch together that's like an on TV show that comes out weekly is The Bachelor. Oh, really? And I hate it. But I watch it. It's like a train wreck every week. And I it's, bet. it's the worst show of all time. Is that the one where the girl is drinking the champagne? Yes. I was like, man, girl, you need to practice because I'm, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honey. I miss I miss a lot of uh, the show somewhat intentionally, but um, to make myself feel better this weekend, to be able to feel like I keep my man card while Katie was watching the finale, I was um, organizing my tackle box to go fishing next week <laughs> just so I could keep. I thought like you I would say it. something like a voice <clears throat> or something. No. no, y'all don't watch This Is Us. We did for a while, and yeah. then we got on some like deep Netflix and documentary stuff. Mm-hmm. But since having a kid, it's kind of thrown our whole thing. Yeah. And so we don't. We haven't watched a lot of TV in the last six eight months. What does Ellie like to watch? Oh. <laughs> um, she loves Trolls, the movie. Okay. Um, we watched. We've watched all the Toy Stories thirty five thousand times. <laughs> Her favorite show is. Um, uh, I forgot. It's it's a show basically with just songs, and I can't. Believe, I was gonna say Little Einsteins, Baby Einstein. Oh, those are good videos. Maybe I don't know. Mother Goose Club is what it's called. Mother Worst Goose. show of all time. It's all near Shurums. Um, <laughs> but I got her watching um, Hannah Montana recently because there's music in it. If there's yeah. music in it, she loves it. That's how Mason was when he was little. She loves music. Music. Yeah. So she knows. She's trying to like her. One of her first words was Alexa, um, and so she <laughs> would just. <laughs> Like say that over and over and over it. again and just it never worked, but she just wanted music all the time. That's hilarious. You probably won't believe this about my yeah. son, but um, he used to have country music television. We had it. We recorded it on a VHS loop because that's the only way he would go to sleep is to CMT. Are you serious? Dead serious. <laughs> <laughs> and he is like so metal. Would he claim that now? I don't I think know. he would deny it. I don't know. Maybe. He's, that's hilarious. <laughs> he's murder me, but, but it's just music. Yeah, it was music. He loved music, and Roly Poly Oli was big back then. He watched that. Bear in the Big Blue House. Like, I still remember all that stuff. I could never handle Barney. That is like, don't do that to your child. If I ever catch Ellie watching Barney, I'm coming to your house and like. We're, we try to be careful not to show her certain things because she's going to like it. Yeah. <clears throat> it's gotten better now. She wants to play outside all the time. But there was a season there where we were like, I don't know if we're bad parents because she loved like it didn't matter what was going on she, her mouth would open when the tv came on and she was so locked in and there'd be a couple times we'd be at dinner with friends and she would get crazy and i would just put my phone on toy story and put it up on the cup and she was there for two hours locked in and it made me feel bad i thought like i was slowly yeah. killing her brain but <laughs> now bad. she's getting around that like 18 month and so now she just like wants to play yeah it's like okay i didn't i didn't mess her up because you get tired <laughs> and you're starting like hey i just need her to be quiet for a few minutes so I'm putting Mother Goose Club on. You know what? I ha- I think <clears throat> just like the deal with Corona, like people worry so much. And I think that that's the, that worry is what's killing us all. I know. I feel really selfish with this um, virus thing, like very selfish because we have a, a guy's trip planned for next week and it's for March Madness. So we watch all the basketball games. We bring TVs to a VBRL. We watch them. Well, it's canceled. It's not officially canceled, but it's going to be canceled. All the sporting events, my favorite sporting event month of the year with baseball starting, it's all getting canceled. And I, I catch myself feeling guilty because I'm griping about it. And people's lives are, are being yeah, affected totally. by this thing. And I'm at home with Katie being like, what am I going to do? My whole life's going to be changed. She's like, I think you're fine. I think you're going to have to catch up on This Is Us. or Yeah. <laughs> you, you're, you have plenty of other things you can do as a healthy human being. Yeah. So you said something earlier about um, the low impact. And there's a story to this. Yeah, so after cancer, well, during it, you know, the treatments. What a just, crazy marker. Yeah. You know? And and it really is. There is BC and AC. Oh, touche. Before cancer and after cancer. Um, and before cancer, I, I could do, I could run, I could jump, I could, you know, all of that. Well, the, the treatments like wrecked my joints. I had so much joint pain and so much bone pain during it that trampoline workouts were the only thing I could do during Mm. uh, treatment. And then, um, and then, you know, when you have a mastectomy, you can't lift anything for a long time and all of that. And uh, so they put me on this medication 
and I have to be on it for 10 years. I'm still on hormonal treatment. Okay. Uh, I still have my port. Like for, I still so have, for 10 years you're on this. Mm-hmm. Man. Ten, five years for infusions in my port. Uh, every six months I get an infusion uh, for my bones and stuff. And then uh, for 10 more, well, not 10 more, but for 10 years I have to be on this uh, medication for um, re- to prevent recurrence. Okay. And it's a hormonal treatment because my cancer was hormonal. They took out my ovaries and they threw me into menopause and I can't have estrogen and estrogen helps a lot of that, a lot of things that you don't expect. Um, But this medicine just gives me the worst joint pain, like joint pain, like no other. And I knew my mission and my calling was to encourage and inspire people. And I knew that it was going to happen in the fitness arena, but I just didn't know how. And I was like, how am I going to get through this? And my first, um, and there are days that I coach three classes in a week and it is so painful on my joints, um, because of overuse. But, um, I couldn't even imagine doing like three runs, you know? Oh yeah. Pounding. So this, this came for me, because out of necessity of the pain, uh, and I know that, you know, one out of every six women get breast cancer. And is that it? <laughs> one in six? Mm-hmm. Aye, aye. I think it was one in eight for a while. And I think it's to one in six women get breast cancer. That's a crazy cancer. number. Yeah. I don't know if I knew that. I would have said maybe one in 50. Oh, wow. If I was just going to guess. No, it's single digits for sure. That's un- unbelievable. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, so that's a lot of people um, getting breast cancer. And most of the time it's a hormonal-based cancer. And a lot of times they have treatments that require them to have a low-impact workout. And I know firsthand, being a survivor, um, especially after mastectomy, you don't want to put on a bikini. You don't want to put on Mm. a swimsuit. Like, I had to do, I had to go into this, creating this space, um, trauma aware and knowing like what these women have been through and help them. Mm. I have a really inspiring lady right now in my classes and, um, she is currently going through treatment. Uh, and I just saw on her health form, you know, some, uh, the surgery that she had had. And I said, Hey, me too. And she goes, yeah, that's why I'm here. And I knew that you had oh. been through this. And I, I mean, first of all, and then I was like, okay, don't cry. Yeah. You got this. And I was like, okay, here's the padding that you might want to use, yeah. you know, um, to help where the harness is. And, and I was able to extend that out for her. And then she, um, we were working out and seriously, this is the most inspiring moment of all my classes of anything that has ever happened in any of my weightless classes, this is it. And she inspires me every single week, but this we're working out and we do, there's a song called um, the champion. It's like Carrie Underwood. I don't really listen to a lot of Carrie Underwood, but then Ludacris raps on it and it's I'm back. I'm in. Okay. Listen, I'm like, and when Ludacris starts rapping, you'll know, because he'll say, Luda, Luda, and he'll come on in. So he'll announce himself before he comes into the room. Um, he always does. Yes. So I want you to listen to this song today. Oh, well. Like, you have to. It's called The Champion. Well, I use it as cardio because it's very inspiring, and I try to use inspiring music during my workouts. Well, um, this woman came in, and she had on, like, she's going through treatment, so she didn't have a, you know, she's she doesn't have hair because of the treatments. And so she was wearing a hat and during this song, I dedicated it to her before we started. And I said, this song is, is for you. And she, she, she's really cool. And so we start doing this and it's, it's a, it's a cardio song. And during it, she takes her hat off and throws it on the ground. And I was like, and she just finishes it, you know, bald. And I was like, Heck, freaking yes. Yeah, it was amazing. That's powerful. It was so powerful. And then I looked up and I was like, okay, yep, I get it. This is why I'm here. This is why I'm here. That's my calling. And I know it's my calling. And I'm right in the center of, like, when I'm hanging in that bungee, 
Like, I'm like, okay, this, my purpose is like in this circle. Yeah. And it's, there's stuff branching out from it. But yeah, like, and I did do a lot of crazy, you know, jobs and things to get to this. Yeah. You know, a lot of people will go their whole life without that moment. Wow. You know, of like getting to a place that's like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to. Yeah. Sometimes I think maybe fear kept them from it. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the opportunity. I don't, I don't know. There's probably a thousand excuses or reasons, but not a lot of people get to experience that moment of like, I'm walking in what I'm supposed to Yeah. and getting to see the fruits of it. It's special. Yeah, it is. I it's- think that's why as an entrepreneur, you, you do have higher suicide rates. Um, you do have a lot of these things. It's hard. You know, you don't have a good community around you. It's, it's hard because when things are good, it's it's good. But when things are bad, it's all on you. Yeah. Leadership is lonely. It is lonely. Leadership is lonely. And I have found that out. You know, like I was a leader with the show and I was a leader in cancer. And, and I've I've kind of, I kind of was thrown into being a leader. And then I was like, okay, nope, I got this. But you're right. This business situation, that's why I keep a lot of business owners around me. Like I have so many friends that are entrepreneurs. And if I couldn't go to them with like, how did you do this? Yeah. You know, I would, I, I would be in a pretty dark place. Like it's scary and tough. And there were times like, even after the, you know, our new building was done that I was like, is this going to work? Is this going to, you know, is something going to fail? And I find myself apologizing for the floor or whatever. Yeah. And because I want it to be a welcoming space, you know, it's hard. I mean, everything. I mean, there's so many logistics to it. And most of the time you don't, you didn't, your mission has nothing to do with starting a business. <laughs> no. You start a business to help accomplish your mission. Yeah. And so you start getting into that. Like I got to, I got to deal with, you know, money and like yeah. marketing and keeping up with the business and the building. And it's like, yeah, I just want to like inspire people. Right. But it takes all that other stuff to get to do what you do. Yeah. And you're doing it. Yeah. And that's a cool, I think sometimes it's the biggest thing to celebrate is. Yeah, the money part I'm not so good at. Like, mm, for real, gonna be talking to some accountants soon because I'm like, I don't, I don't want to deal with this part. Yeah. Luckily, you know, um, I have enough operations background that I can be like, oh, okay, well, we're gonna do this and we're gonna do QuickBooks yeah. and we're gonna do this. Uh, but I definitely procrastinate on that part. Yeah, but you gotta delegate some things. You can do it all. Yeah. Oh well. That is the one thing I am faux show. Gonna dedicate, um, you know, uh, delegate out. Yeah, but I love marketing. It's weird, Mason. Some people are naturally good at it. You uh, know. Oh, you know what? Somebody best, 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 best um, compliment I ever got was from the owner of Pueblo Boxing, um, Juan. He's amazing, and I used to go box there all the time. And throughout the show and everything, like I've always, I love boxing. I'm a little aggressive. Um, <laughs> anyway, Juan told me, you're a natural promoter. And I loved that. That's a great compliment. Like, I, I thought that, especially coming from somebody in the boxing industry, to say I'm a natural promoter, like it just made me so excited. I was like, oh, that is one of the coolest. That's a great compliment. Compliments I've ever gotten. You're good at it though. Well, I just want to be that cheerleader. Yeah. Like I just like what it is, with most your of the business. Time. I'm like, yeah, come on, go to Zimmer's, you know, whatever. Like I, I love to be that person. Yeah. And that's it. But the gift, not everybody has it. Really? I'm, I'm more of a quiet, like uh, I like one-on-one. Um, that's why it's hard for me. Like I spend all day on social media, you know, helping other businesses doing stuff. And I know I need to do more for myself yeah. or even promoting us, but I, I just, I'm so worn out by it most of the time that I don't. And it's, it's something I have to work on, but it's not natural to me. I naturally want to get on Instagram and Facebook and just roast people. I just want to have, I want to have a a, a fun time. Like I want to just crack on Jared or whoever and just have fun. And so it's like every once in a while I get serious and people start messaging me like, Hey, are you good? I'm like, no, I saw that post. Yeah. Super serious. Yeah. Is everything, is Katie okay? No, I love the roasting. It's super fun. I think I roasted you one time, um, about going to Sam's on a Sunday or something like that. I love it. I think that's, that's like my love language. People, yeah, people just like crack back at me. I love it. Sweet. As long as I can take it. Yeah. So. I don't know if I'm really good at taking it. 
Really? Yeah. So if I just started roasting you, weird. what would yeah. you? I don't know. Just <laughs> I think you'd be great at it. I don't think I'd cross the line. I think I'm better now. Um, I got a healthy fear of you. You know, so many people say that I'm very intimidating. I don't. I don't know if I'm intimidated. I just know that um, you would take care of business if you needed to. I think it's a good thing. I have a, I have a very healthy fear of my wife, and that's something I tell people all the time. I think it's one of the greatest gifts I never asked for. Is that God has surrounded me by women who are outspoken and powerful and leaders, and it's been it's been one of the biggest blessings in my life. And for a season, it was like whether I hired somebody up here, came in contact in community, whatever. It was all these women came in my life, and then I was like, "Hey, God, that's enough." Yeah, it's enough I need less of those gals. <laughs> yeah, they're always telling me because all the guys just hang around. We just talk. We have a good time, and then there's just women speaking in my life, and I was like, "Uh oh." Uh-oh. I'm in trouble all the time. It's because you're probably raising one. Uh, and I didn't know that at the time, but I think it probably was. And so now I'm, I'm more grateful. But yeah, I think it's such a gift. Yeah. You know? Because well, I mean. I've, I've heard it said different ways. Never heard of it called a gift. Um, but yeah, I've I've heard people, even women will tell me, you know, you, I'm kind of scared of you. Like the gal that um, made my wedding dress she said she had said something i was like well what why wouldn't why are you nervous about it because um it a zipper broke on the dress it wasn't anything she did but um i said what why are you she she, she said something about she was afraid to talk to me or something and i was like why like i'm so and she's like you're kind of intimidating like really am i scary does that does that bother you good (laughs) yeah that's the way you gotta do it that's right i think it used to but now, um, I think it. I think it's just power. I think it's, yeah. I don't think it's a bad thing at all. No. I think I think, I think the the woman or the man in the corner who's quiet and is an introvert can have power too. Um, but I think that there's something about people that I mean, you need people that can speak and t- speak their mind. Yeah. I think that's what I've learned in my life is I love having the puzzle piece of people, the people that are outspoken, the people that are quiet, people that are more passive, the people that are more aggressive. It just builds a greater picture of what I believe is. I feel beautiful. like I'm. I'm aggressive in a nice way like i i don't feel i feel like i will go out of my way like hardcore like let's go like i'm the first one to rally and um but i'm also the first one to jump in and get in your crap with you like if you're in a hole i'll jump in your hole right with you yeah like i am not afraid of that and i had to really i have to really 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 work on not picking up other people's stuff and taking it as my own because i will just jump up in your up, up in your biz. Yeah. Um, I, that's been a bad thing for me is that I will, I'll get in the hole with somebody and then I'll feel obligated to be there. Yeah. So they're not trying to get out. They yeah. don't want to get rid of the stuff they've, they've picked up. And so I'm holding it. And then I'm like, well, if I let it go, that's going to be heavy for them. Yeah. When in reality, it's like, no, that's not why I'm here. I'm here to motivate you to get out. Yeah. Have you and done so, the Instagram? Yeah. I don't remember. You don't remember. I get in trouble all the time. Katie, if she's listening, she knows Katie and Jared know. Huh. Um, but I, I never remember. Stormy made me take it. What are you? Two. Two, six, three. Okay. Two, six. Yeah, two, first. I'm going to retake it again today, so I know. Yeah. It's bothering me. And then I've got to listen also today to The Champion. It's called The Champion. Right. It's got Ludacris, Ludacris. and um, Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood. Is that the country singer Carrie Underwood? Yeah. Yes. Sure. I don't, I don't listen to country at all. It's a pretty inspiring song. Okay. Like I'm I in. heard it, Ludacris is on it. Yeah, it's really cool, and the the rap part that Luda is doing is very motivational. I love that you said that he always introduces himself. He does. He does. So time. does Usher. Oh yeah, for sure. That's a good point. Usher, Luda. Maybe that was like an early two thousands thing. I think it was because well, I don't know because so does um, uh, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne does too. I think. Yeah, this is Wheezy. Yeah. Yeah. something a lot of them a lot of them do it <laughs> like you don't know who it is two you know? chains <laughs> same yeah that's a good point i'm mean, now jenna might have to do a bracket on that this month y'all are gonna have to do a rap and you're just gonna be like just <laughs> only intros logan yeah. logan <laughs> i had a rap group in high school do you know that no you didn't know that no do you know that i do you know that i used to rap and yeah i've heard you rap okay yeah we had a rap group in high school uh Braden and i in the it was not, it sounds more racist now that it's 2020, oh, but it gosh. was not. It was called Whiteout. It's called W Y T E out. We had shirts. 
No. Um, we did we did the Old High Rider pep rally at Old High. We had a whole like so No More Rojo song. It was wild. Well, so Very I think wild. that for 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 me, just for me, I think that you guys need to you know get back together okay. and do the Luda rap part of the champion. Well, we can do that. You have to. We can definitely do it. It's amazing. Very inspiring. Yeah, we can definitely. Now we used to record on a computer mic with a sock in the closet. Now we have a studio. This would be way easier. <laughs> so so much easier. Yeah, this and is gonna be great. It's gonna be worth it. It's gonna be great. I'm about to run out of time on this card. All right. So we got to wrap it up. But we we end every podcast. Well, okay. first, thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you. Your time is very valuable, and you're a very powerful woman. And oh, it's super thanks. encouraging to hear not only your story, the ups and the downs, family. Being a mom is enough of a full-time job. Um, starting businesses, defeating cancer, but like your self-awareness and your entrepreneurial spirit is beautiful. Oh, thank and so you. So I think that you haven't even started with oh. what I think your business is going to do. I think it's going to be so cool. It's exciting. And we're excited to be a part of it. I'm excited to that you are a part of it. Thank you. Yeah. We're, I'm proud to know you. Oh, I'm proud to know you too, Logan. Thank you. And thanks for the gift today. I'm excited to wear my oh, shirt. You're welcome. I'm going to wear it tonight. Um, we end every podcast with a word of wisdom. So it can be anything. It can be anything you want business related. It can just be life related. It can be just anything that's on your heart. But for the person who's listening right now, um, it can be specific to somebody who struggles with what you struggle with, whatever. But what is your word of wisdom today for them? I would say that um, my word of wisdom, I mean, I always have this thing that I say, put your pearls on and push through. But everything is figure outable. There's, there's, I don't like to be so touche and like cliche and say, oh, everything is for a reason or whatever, but everything is figure outable and um, just know that there's a, there's a door mm. or a window somewhere in whatever you're facing and um, look for the light. Let's go. That's a good one. Yeah. Just look for the light. You'll find it. That's really good. That's like, that's very different from any word of wisdom we've dropped on this. That's very encouraging because it gets hard. Wash your hands. P.S. Nah, listen, it's, that's that's a media propaganda. Yeah, don't PS. wash. If you haven't been washing your hands, don't start now. <laughs> wash your hands. Yeah, you should probably wash your hands. <laughs> that's a great word. Thanks for your time. You're a powerful woman. I appreciate you uh, coming here with us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we'll do it again. Yeah, you're like, we'll do an update on how everything's going. We have really dark circles from entrepreneurship. Yeah, and you can update me on the the other shows you're watching because you oh, need to yeah. rest more. Okay. Well, hopefully they'll come out with like a new Haunting of Hill House or Maisel or something. Okay, something so that you yeah. can rest a little bit more. Okay. Perfect. All right. Thanks for your time. Thanks. I've been scribbling words on a cocktail napkin Scratching a lucky strike ad mad men My rapping is sorta old-fashioned Window shopping, hip-hopping, mannequin Roger to his Don Draper, we make songs Elevator music, rock to the PM Don Copping a new John, mocking your crew song I'm dope in the pocket, plus hot with a suit on